0: Welcome to the FemNation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White Dev the down-to-earth chick with a different name entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Nation Podcast. Today, I have a guest, Michelle Myers, who is the founder of Pink Collars, and I will go ahead and let her explain what that is. I already know what it is, and I think it's really, really amazing what she does. In fact, we were jamming on all things about what this does for women and their businesses and all businesses, actually, but what it's created, and so I'll let her share that. But thank you for coming on today, Michelle. Hey, I am super excited. We are happy to be here. I'm happy to
1: be here. Uh, my husband's is sitting over here in the background. I promise he will not pipe in.
0: This is <laughs> girls only today. Girls only. <laughs> you got it. You got it. See, guys, see, we're, we're already there. All right. So, love so it. <laughs> let me ask you the main question and we'll, we'll take it from there. But where did your entrepreneurial journey begin and why did you get into what it is that you created for Pink Collars? Well, I was an
1: after 40 entrepreneurial beginner. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening that it's never too late to have a second chapter in your life. So um, I was in commercial interior design for a number of years and worked in the greater metropolitan DC area and had a wonderful career building large buildings and having hard hats and traveling around and, and doing fun things. And when the bottom of the economy dropped out, I found myself Um, in the midst of a divorce, and not having work to support my family. So myself and um, I had a live-in nanny at the time, we rented a little tiny cottage on the other side of town and kind of tried to figure out how to move forward after pretty much losing most everything. Um, I could not find work in 2008, 2009, started to come around the bend and realized that I was going to need to make a decision on where we should be as a family, my son and my daughter and myself. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to my sister who lived in Colorado and she had a small construction company at the, at the time and Colorado wasn't hit as hard and they were doing actually solar panel installations and pole barn building. And they said, come out here, start your life again and, you know, get some clarity and maybe you can find something else for you to do and take a break from that area. And that's kind of where I started. And then it was just a hustle from the minute I landed in Colorado. I said, I'm going to put ads on Craigslist to find organizational jobs or design work or running social media. I taught myself how to build websites. So I just put all kinds of ads on Craigslist in the little Fort Collins area, which is where I started. I know it Yeah, I know. You're from right (laughs) up there. I am. Sweet Fort Collins took me in. They were so kind. And I got plenty of little jobs to keep a roof over our head um, and was just able to kind of patch together some semblance of work between my family members and then these little side hustles that I was doing. And I started a small company called My Virtual Page, which has now been absorbed into pink collars. So again, that's another one of the chapters. But my virtual page, I named it after my daughter because I realized if I was going to make it out of the um, hole that I had dug for my life, it would be in her honor. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to say her name every day because it would keep me on track. And I think as mothers and entrepreneurs, it's really important to have a why. And so she was my why every day to keep me going and keep me focused. Mm -hmm. So... I would say probably a year into my virtual page, uh, the economy had rebounded here in the DC area and a dear friend of mine that was a developer called me and said, Hey, come on back. I've got work. I've got this, I've got that. And so I was very excited to get back to my, you know, high heels and importance and my turkey sandwich every day at, <laughs> at an office. You know, I didn't like this hustling thing. Um, and so I went to one of the clients that I had started working for there in Fort Collins, a little mom and pop tree service. They were just as sweet as they could be husband and wife and said, you know, I just can't do this job anymore. I got to go back to DC and, you know, act like an important person again. I, I got my life back. It's time to move. And they just could not let me go. And said, whatever you've done for our tree service has really changed our business and we really need your help. So Mm -hmm. I did nothing more than answer phones and be nice to people and put things on a Google calendar. And so that's how my business was born. I just did what made sense for me to organize them and help their customers. So I did end up moving back to Virginia, took that work with me and started working remotely. And in 2010 and 11, the cloud Came about so people could work in the cloud and I didn't have to have a specific place to be and at one point I asked for some support from the software company and they said where are you you're in Virginia but you're working in a place in Colorado we don't understand and I explained what I was doing and they asked if I
0: wanted other clients I said yes of course and I took them okay so let me ask you a question on Shifting shifting your business before you get any further in the journey Um, when when did you know that it was time to make a pivot or a shift or was it more of just a personal decision?
1: Well, I I think losing my job and being in the middle of a divorce really kind of forced the issue I I probably would have stayed in design work and taken a regular paycheck for the remainder of my life Had I not really been kind of dropped into the deep end of my life and had to make a decision so I think that you know it was it was kind of forced on me to be honest, and I thought when I re- moved back to the Virginia D.C. area that I would just go back to working in an office, but another
0: plan emerged. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, how did it? How did you? How did you embrace that? So when it was coming, when that plan was emerging. How did you start to lean into it and embrace that instead of, you know, like you were saying, going back to D.C., going back to that stuff, but they didn't want to let you go. How did you decide to embrace it?
1: Well, I think staying at home with Paige was very important to me. I had been able to stay at home with uh, my older son, and it was really important. She was two at the time that we moved to Colorado, so she was about three, three and a half when we came back. And I really did not want to put her into daycare if at all possible. And I wanted, I had loved the the time that we had spent together at home. Um, and I really wanted to continue that if at all possible, because I felt that that was really important for our family and for her. Mm-hmm. And so I I leaned into it because of the quality of life, not because of the money I made. I think My tax return that year when I first started with them was $12,000. So I was making $1,000 a month and trying to support a family, which was a ridiculous number. I mean, there's no way to even feed yourself. I mean, it was only by, you know, God's grace in my sister's basement that I even made it that first year, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're not going to make a living, Um, but I think that I just was open to saying yes. And that's one of the things I tell my employees is just say yes, you know, because you never know what the journey is going to be for your life. You know, you may not be in the gold mining business, but you can sell the shovels, right? You can get equally entracted in something cool by just doing something small, some small part. And for me, that small part was just answering the phone, putting things on a calendar. That's all it was, but it was really helping somebody else be able to do their part. Mm -hmm.
0: So, So how did it merge into or kind of become Pink Collars? What is that all about? Pink Collars?
1: Yes. Well, I was fortunate enough to meet and marry my partner in crime, Doug Myers, and he actually met me when I had... Um, two other clients when he met me, so I was living in Old Town Alexandria here in Virginia, and I had the little phone from the people from Fort Collins, and I had a voiceover IP phone from a guy in New Jersey, and I had another phone from a person in South Carolina. So I was really doing like three clients at the time. So now I was paying my own bills, and I was taking care of my kids, and everything was going well. And again, I just thought it was a job. And Doug met me and saw what I did. And he really kind of saw the synergy between myself and the business owners in sort of a way, it was almost like they outsourced their office. And that's what he said. He said, you know, I work in construction and we outsource the labor and installation for some of the materials that we sell. And you're basically just outsourcing yourself as the office. And it was true. I mean, I never thought about it as that. I thought I was just you know, solving a problem, but I really was creating an outsourcing that was different than an answering service, that was different than an employee. And that was really kind of unique. And so he's the one that really saw it and had the vision and said this could be a business. And I was like, no, this is just a hustle. (laughs) I mean, you know, I didn't think it was anything more than just me trying to make it. Right. And and so I really have to thank him for that because I was just so trying to keep my head down and keep the lights on that I didn't see that it could be something more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got married and my very first homework assignment when I moved into to our house was it was right in the middle of July, hot summer. And he said, by the end of the summer and when the kids go back to school, I want you to hire your first employee. So That's how my business was born. And so we renamed and kind of rebranded and started Pink Collars right around that time and then have subsequently just merged all of the My Virtual Page employees into Pink Collars and kind of made it one thing. We did that so that we'd have the ability to diversify with other software platforms and be able to reach different kinds of service models, not just the tree industry.
0: Mm -hmm. So what what is... Pink collars. Tell tell the listeners what you do. So Pink
1: Collars is the ability for any field service business owner, whether you're in landscape or trees, uh, lawn care, HVAC, plumbing electrical. You can outsource your customer care in a very personal and custom way by hiring Pink Collars, and we will assign a remote team member to run your office remotely. Hmm. So we do all the front of house customer service. We answer every call, email, text message, all the good stuff that bombards those business owners all day long. We take care of, and then we work within their CRM. So the customer relationship management software that they utilize and we work on six or eight, they're all on our website. So it doesn't matter which software platform you use for your company. We can work within it, which means that instead of like a typical answering service, You would take a message and just sort of give the message to the owner. We actually put all of the data into your database. We schedule that first appointment and get you to the door so that you can sell your services in person. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a lot of online tools as well. So as everybody knows, customer service and purchasing services as a consumer is really changing. And so the commoditization of that is really what's happening. And we have Amazon to thank for that. (laughs) And so we also work on tools that help you commoditize your services. So if you want us to measure the lawn for a lawn care company customer, we can do that. If you want us to measure the house for hanging Christmas lights, we can do that. And so there are all kinds of really cool tools that make us a more powerful um, employee replacement than just an answering service. And then we just set all the customer expectations throughout the relationship that you have with that customer have I paid my bill? When are you going to be here? I forgot to park the RV around the corner, you know, all those little things that happen throughout the, the interaction that you and your customer have, we help manage all of that. And then just communicate that with you on a lot of shared platforms and tools that we use that make us not be so remote. Mm -hmm. Um, Because remote workers sounds a little scary. They don't, you know, you don't see them physically every day, or you're not sure if they're out of the country, or if they're in the US, and what are they actually doing? And how's it going to work? And so we take a lot of that fear away from working with us, because there's a ton of transparency in what we do and we communicate with our team and with our clients every day. So
0: that's what we do. And I absolutely love it because when I heard what you did, when we first talked about it, I was like total girly school time because there's so much of this in this online space. And this is why in the online space, it's become disconnected. So now you can have something remote or you can outsource or contractor stuff, you know, for the back office, front office, all of that is relevant and it's become accepted, but it does miss a component. By Mm -hmm. and large, the majority of it misses that human interactive component that helps establish the relationship that those field service businesses Pride themselves on. So what happens yeah. is that they can't continue to do the work, you know, carry the load of all of that themselves when they start, you know, growing and getting busier because they're out there doing the work as well. Then you try to, they try to find a solution to outsource, and one they don't know how to vet it. They don't even know what they have half of what they're looking for or what could be helped for them. And then if they do find something, they'll lose it on the customer service side of it, or they'll lose it on the personal, you know, the personable side of it. So. I love what you created and I love the name of it especially, but I love what you created. Uh, And and it's something that so many people need to hear about, but more importantly, it's the journey, the journey of the evolution Mm -hmm. of coming to this. And, you know, for the listeners that are business owners that are kind of in that transitionary phase of leaning into their business as an entrepreneur, how would you say you best uh, learn the lessons that you needed to in hindsight, so that maybe you can help them overcome some of those lessons in the transition of their own business, such as you did with my virtual page into the pink colors.
1: Well, I find that what you said is is absolutely true. It's that relationship building that's so critical. I think the the secondary thing that sets us apart is we assign an individual to your company, so they work with your company day in and day out. So you do become close to them. You do have a relationship with them, but more importantly, your customers have a relationship with them. Your customers will call for an issue or a problem and they'll call back two or three days later to check in on the progress. And it's the same individual and they remember the story and they remember the person that called and they remember the issue and they remember all those things. And that lends to that real fast track connection between your company and your customer because we are that conduit, right? We're there every single day answering those questions and being there. Um, I always tell you know my clients that as much technology as is coming in the world. You need to lean into it. And I know you, you started a field service business because you didn't want to be in an office. And we want to take that part, that scary part away from you. So the tools that we work on are all app-based. We work on a, a board system called Trello, which is basically the whiteboard for your business. If you were to hire me as an office manager or an office person in your company, you'd come into the office, you'd sit me down and you'd say, These are are the services that we do, and this is the service area that we serve, and these are the days that we like to go there, and this is how we like to talk, and this is the scripts that we want to share, and these are the upsells we'd like you to talk about, and this is our culture, and this is who we are. And so we create a Trello board based on what we can find online and then invite the owner to that to collaborate with us on that. And they can be sitting in their truck... And think of something and throw it on the Trello board and then we know that that's something that's changing in their business they want to add you know something additional now they don't want to just be a lawn care company they want to do lawn care and fertilization so they're looking into fertilization and they need us to do some research on the products or they need us to help them understand how to add that into their book of services so That's a really nice collaborative tool. And then a communication tool that we use every day is Slack. And it's just like texting. So it's an app you use on your phone. The cool part about it is that you can send pictures, you can share screens, you can send videos. I mean, we just had a client whose dog had puppies. So he put on his Slack channel, Congratulations to the eight puppies, and it's a little basket of fuzzy puppies. I mean, what makes people want to go to work more than seeing the fuzzy puppy picture? I mean, right? So we get pictures of kids and pictures of dogs, and we really get to be close to each other without tying up the owner's personal text message chain, so we're not in there in his lane of where he's talking to his friends and family. But then we're also not tying up his business line by calling and getting through things that maybe a visual uh, piece of uh, something to see might be able to explain the issue that the customer's having or that we're having. So having graphics and having visuals and having quick ability to record things or take a screenshot or sit in the truck and give a directive on Slack is invaluable. That connects us super fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those two tools I think really have taken remote work to the next level. Because we really are emotionally there, we're physically there, and we're we're accessible at any time, which is really nice.
0: so for the businesses that are not ready for your services yet, but know that they're growing and they're going to want to be, what are some tips or tricks that you you know that they should be aware of or, or you know start adopting? So that that growth, when they become you know relevant, needing your services, so that growth actually can not be overwhelming. Yeah,
1: well, I would encourage anyone that's out there to start a Trello account. I have, and I will give it away to all your listeners. So we'll make sure and put a link. I will give away a Trello board template that has all of the things that we would need to work with your company on. And I call it the brain dump. It's actually really nice to be able to, as the owner, when you have time, fill in those things, get all of that knowledge out of your mind and into some sort of documentation. Even if it's just online, it doesn't need to be a full owner's manual. It doesn't have to be a full you know, employee handbook. It's got to be just Little bits and pieces of what you do every day that makes your business different and sets you apart from your competitors because somebody at some point is going to need to know that. Mm -hmm. So, get all of that out and online. It's really cool, app you can put it on your phone. And while you're sitting in a job site waiting for something to happen, you could write, be you know, documenting it's really tough to go to the north side of town on Wednesdays because of X. So, I'm not going to put any appointments on my calendar for Wednesday mornings in this time of day or time or area of town, because this doesn't work really well. Start to just dialogue and put things as a diary almost onto Trello, pictures, images, services, all the things you do. And like I said, I've got a really cool template that I'll give away free to any listener. Um, And then I would say, Get that thing really fine-tuned, and if you can digitize anything in your world that you're using currently, I recommend to do that. Digitize your texting by going to a texting application like Slack. Digitize your business phone number. If it's on a cell phone, that's no problem. Just make it, push it to a digital platform. Put it on a Ring Central or a Grasshopper or an UMA. Put it somewhere so you can start to manage it so that maybe you could hire a company like ours Maybe part time, or maybe you have somebody in your church or in your community that needs a little job. You can move that phone number to them without having to reinvent the wheel. So, anything that you can lean into technologically that can solve some of those immediate problems in your business like the phone is ringing right now, I have to answer it. The customer's texting me right now, I have to do it. So, all those immediate, like low hanging things get those into a digital platform so that you can prepare yourself to move. Mm-hmm. When it's time to scale and when it's time to bring on a company like ours.
0: Well, because then you guys can just jump right in and take it from yeah. there without having to start, you know all the training. They at least gave themselves a little bit of that training on the learning curve. Sure. And those tools are good, even if you're just an owner operator, and you have subs
1: that you need to contact. Slack is fantastic. You invite people to Slack. It's five dollars a month. You invite them by their email address, not by their phone number. They have the app and then you can send them directives and it's documented. And it's really nice, especially if you're using subcontractors, you can document what your expectations are. And if they don't meet those, you can search back through the documents and search back through the texting that you've done and find that particular conversation. Whereas if it's on a regular text on your phone, you're just swiping, 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 trying to remember, did I tell him to pick up mulch? Did I tell him to do this? You know, And you're searching for that as the business owner. So um, digitizing everything is really the key to success and leaning into some of these tools that are cheap or free. Trello is totally free um, and Slack is about $5 per user per month and it's worth every penny, really it is.
0: It, yeah, Slack is an amazing tool. Actually, Trello is an amazing tool too. However, Trello is yes. uh, sometimes uh, overwhelming to learn. Some people just don't know what to do with it. It could be, yes. So if you, I mean, guys, look at the show notes because if she's giving away, or the link for what she is giving away is going to be valuable in and of itself. So definitely check that. Thank you for giving that to the listeners because I know it's going to be valuable. Um, How do you define success? You know, it's interesting. We've grown a lot in the last year and
1: I define success in being available when my kids get home from school mm-hmm. i define success on the nights when i can't really make it actually even to my own kitchen to make dinner that i have a lot of people in my life that help support me i have a gal that makes food for us every once in a while that helps us do food i have you know somebody that that helps us with the kids every once in a while that when we travel And I define success by creating, you know, really a family of people around me that are supportive of my dreams and goals as a woman. I think that to be a mom and to be an entrepreneur, um, it's really challenging. And to try to do both well can sometimes feel like you're getting pulled in 27 directions. Um, But I really define When people ask me how much did you do last year, how many clients you have, or how many employees, blah blah, blah. they ask all these these data points. My favorite thing is to talk about how many jobs did I create, because Mm -hmm. I truly feel that our mission is to create that job that I needed when I was in the basement, when I was in a mess, when I was in a divorce, and when I needed something that wasn't super salesy and wasn't a, a multi level marketing. You know, I didn't wanna sell makeup or leggings, that's just not who I am. I wanted to do something different. And so when we create jobs, that's really when I know we're successful, when we get to create jobs. And in fact, I created one today and she arrives in about an hour, so I'm super excited. She digitally arrives because I train and do everything online,
0: so it's pretty fun. That's awesome, that is so powerful. And your version of success and how you measure success, is truly what changes the world. And that's why women entrepreneurs have such a a gift as an entrepreneur, because we can do that. We can create those spaces. We can open that up. We see that multidimensional opportunity to create success outside of just ourselves. You know, so that's why some of the focuses, you know, quite a lot of the focus is on women entrepreneurs, because we, we bring that. We bring the nurturing opportunity. You have the ability to change lives, not just for the clients, but for the people that you bring in the employees that you have and the stories of the lives of the employees that you have that have changed as well as your clients and your customers. But those mean so much because then you know, you're making that difference and you know what that feels like.
1: Yeah. It's pretty awesome. We have,
0: we have moms,
1: we have caregivers, we have grandmas, we have young young people with no kids. I mean our our employee sort of profile is all over the map. So we really service um and support any kind of you know scenario and we like to say that Doug is the token man in our company. We love, it. <laughs> hey. we love him a lot. There's only one. And it's not that we're not looking because I just actually had a wonderful applicant that is male and I cannot wait to get an interview with him because I'm so excited. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Maybe we can have some more guys in here. It might be fun. So it
0: doesn't have to just be women. You're absolutely right. True. Yeah. <laughs> and the so, contribution is just amazing too. I mean, the people that you bring in are the people that are meant to work with you, the lives that are meant to be inspired and changed. And you know, that goes for your employees, you know, and your yeah, clients, but it's amazing to see that. I, I love That's, that's why I love what I do because I get to see the ripple effect of all of that working out. Let me ask yeah. you one thing about your business. Where do you see it going? Where are you, What are your goals?
1: Well, I think Doug and I share a goal of having more freedom in our lives, which I think a lot of businesses, business owners and entrepreneurs especially would really cherish. Mm -hmm. So we are building out, you know, a really good team below us, beneath us, around us Mm -hmm. of people that are thought leaders. And so what we're really encouraging in our team in this next phase of our business, because Pink Collars is only three years old. So we've really just hit our stride and starting to get some of the processes down and some of the internal tools down, just like any growing business. We're same as everybody. But what we really want to do this year is turn around and really um, nurture and care for and support our team leaders and really make them responsible for making decisions, for accepting, you know, different kinds of clients or not. Mm-hmm. Um, for working on the team really, really collaboratively with their team members and deciding, you know, what their team wants to be. Um, currently, our teams are, are segmented by time zone, So we cover every time zone in the country. So we have team leads in every time zone. And I'd really like to, you know, broaden that a little bit and make some sort of a next level team lead. You know, so we're looking to really support and promote from within. That's super important to me too. We we've got some coaches helping us on how to disseminate, you know, delineate our tasks and how to give out more responsibility to our team leads. Um, because I really would like it to not be a pyramid kind of structure. Yeah, I would really like yes. our people to make decisions and be empowered to really. Um, feel as if they are impacting lives just as much as I feel it. So I really want those. We've got four women right now that are just killing it. And I would love to have four more just like them and continue to, you know, shepherd the, the teams into the future. We're also just really working on reading a lot. So we're working on, you know, learning and reading and being in a book club together and, you know, kind of learning more skills on management and training and people and there's always room for
0: improvement, you know, always room for that. What would you say has your, uh, been the most profound personal development, personal business slash development, internal culture development that you guys have read or trained or gone through together?
1: We were really grateful to be, um, to participate in a group called Conquer. And Conquer is a group for small business owners. It's owned by, uh, it's collaboratively owned by a group of of men and women that I really admire. Josh Latimer is one. He's the founder of SendGem, and then Brandon Vaughn is the other. And he um, is they're incredible leaders. And so we joined sort of forces with them in a two way, in a twofold manner. We are vendors for their. Conquer members. So we do give um their we do support their Conquer members, which is really cool. But Doug and I also are just members of a team and we are in a coaching group with Conquer. So I think that joining a coaching group has been the best money we've ever spent for our own personal development. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's got an incredible group. Um anyway, it's called AGSConquer.com is their website. You can apply. To be a part of their mentorship program and coaching program, and they just have tools and books and and uh, processes and just all kinds of incredible things for small business owners. And I, I think it's been a game changer for our business and mm-hmm. for us personally. Um, and we can't wait to support other Conquer members, you know, through our services, our business. But you know, just as people, I think that's been the most impactful thing we've done this
0: past year. Mm-hmm. Coaching is hands down. Such a game changer. You know, I mean, that's an excellent resource as well, but the the bottom line of that is that business owners need to get out of, out of their own head. And there's no way to do that. If you're in the day-to-day stuff, you need that external, um, motivation and that that external push to become more, you know, to continue to strive towards what you want to become. So yes, absolutely. That is such valuable advice to make sure that you seek out that mentorship and those guiding factors in, in your business because you will grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, where can the audience find you? How can they connect with you? They can connect with
1: me on our website www.pinkcollars and it's c a l l e r dot com. In the world of work, there's white collar, right? White collar yes. guys that go to the or guys and gals that go to the office every day. There's blue collar people that work outside and, and do service-based businesses. And the admin side of that is actually called pink collars, like a collar on your shirt. So. Doug, being very creative and funny, did a play on words and thought we would change the callers to C-A-L-L, as if calling on the phone. And so that's the name of our totally. business. You can find us there. Yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. So is Doug. So under our first and last names, Michelle Myers. And we're kind of out there. We travel a lot. Um, this next This next four weeks, I'm going to be on the road a couple of times. But we try to participate in field service business shows whether it be tree, lawn, landscape, power washing, window washing, window cleaning, all those types of industries we try to participate in as vendors and just get the word out about our services. But Conquer has been a great resource for our business too um, because a lot of members are interested in utilizing us. And one of the big pushes for me personally this year is that I'm going to a public speaking course at the end of this month so that I can learn to get over my stage fright which I love a webinar, I love a I love a, a, a chat like this, but you put yes. me on stage and I fall apart. So <laughs> I'm working on that this year. That's my personal goal is to get on stage without fear.
0: So that is such a good goal. I actually love the stage. I don't mind it. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it, it doesn't, you'll never, you'll never quite get rid of the butterflies. You just learn how to adapt and go out there knowing that your message is needed. Those people need to hear your message. So you will do so well. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you for coming on today, Michelle. I am so glad that we were connected. I'm so glad that I know of your business. I hear a lot of, you know, companies that need something like that, and I just never had any great referral for it. So I'm so excited to be teamed up with you, spread your message, spread your words out there, and really (laughs) continue to watch you grow. Thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate your time today. I appreciate yours as well. Guys, make sure you check the show notes. You're going to have uh, some goodies in there as well as how you can connect with Michelle and the pink collars as always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedevganon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.